welcome to Stateside F1. I'm Joe Leonardo. That man making the sound of Max Verstappen going from P9 to P1 is Andrew Berger. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Stateside F1. Good to be here. And we're talking Miami Grand Prix. I think the best part of that race was my aunt sending me a video of her trying to change a tire because she was at the race. Oh, really? Yeah. That's awesome. Did she go last year too? No, she, a relative of hers, not really like on her, on my uncle's side. So not related to me had a free ticket, like tickets available. So she, uh, she got one of those tickets. That's awesome. Yeah, it's very difficult. Was she like using the gun and everything or just trying to like lift the tire off and change it? It was very funny because it was my uncle on one side who was like, because you know how on the in the pit crew, there's three people per tire. So someone pulls it off and the other one puts it on. So is my uncle's brother was the guy who was going to put the new tire on. My aunt mm-hmm. who is, had the tire gun. And my uncle, who was pulling the tire off. And in true, what generation are they considered? Boomers? Uh, what year were they born? 60s. Um, so I think that's boomer. If it's early 60s, I think that's boomer. So in true boomer fashion, they like, my aunt was playing with the tire gun before they pressed the go button. So the game malfunctioned for safety precautions. <laughs> And then my uncle kept pressing the button on that they had installed on top of the you know the mock-up of the Formula One car. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and in this like forty-five second video, they just they they could not figure out how to get the game started. And she was playing with the gun, and she got the uh, the hub off, but the rest, <laughs> it it was just it was a complete disaster and very entertaining. That's awesome. They should have like a Three Stooges episode where there's like. Three Stooges changing a Formula One tire and hijinks ensues because it is three people. Oh, my God. So I feel that, like that would be very funny. I would love that. I'm surprised they haven't tried to reboot the Marx Brothers or the Three Stooges, to be honest. They did. The Farley Brothers did the Stooges recently and like Kate Upton is in it. <laughs> that I think it just completely bombed. I know the guy... It was in Will and Grace is one of the Stooges. What's his name? Not oh, Pen. <laughs> is it the guy that's on Broadway now, or the other guy? I don't. I've never watched that show. I think it's Sean Hayes. Sean Hayes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the I guy that's he on was Broadway. One of the Stooges. Oh, Will Sasso was another Stooge from Mad TV. And oh. there's a third that can't be remembered. That's all right. Well, you know, sometimes things are just better left as they were. That's true. Speaking of things that should be left as they were, I don't know how this transition works, but we'll try it. The Miami Grand Prix. Actually, it should not be left as it were uh, because it was boring. And uh, yeah, th- I mean, they did change some things. They changed the the track a little bit. They repaved everything. They changed the chicane. But I mean, it's basically a street circuit. It Yeah, it's a street circuit and there's nothing to look at. Um, and it's all strategy, which is interesting. 
but it's just very showboaty. I think I think Formula One is still having trouble understanding the American market. The I found it really funny when they tried to do the NFL entrance for every driver with, with LL, LL Cool J. Cool J. <laughs> yeah, we were texting during that. It was, you know, and the drivers, you know, all the like the finish drive the, the the drivers that show up to race. You know, they were just they were not interested in this at all. Um, actually, even Lando Norris, I don't think he liked it at all. And I think all of them didn't like it. Except for, there were two drivers that didn't mind it. It was Hamilton and, I can't remember the second one. I don't, anyways, Lewis Hamilton didn't mind it. Because, you know, Lewis Hamilton seems like the kind of guy that's willing to give anything a shot. Which I think is a good mindset most of the time. And Hamilton kind of sits within that celebrity pop culture figure where like yeah. the drivers are just like drivers. Yeah, exactly. Hamilton understands how to carry himself in like that, like the Met Gala crowd where Ricardo is trying to venture into now. Yeah. Yeah. What? Um, Anne Hathaway is a Formula One fan. I think that's. Um, I've had a crush on her since Batman The Dark Knight. She she's she's good in my book. She was in not the Dark Knight. She was in the other one, Dark Knight Rises or something. No, no, no. She was in the one with the oh, one she with was, Heath you're Ledger right. was with Maggie Gyllenhaal. And right, uh, the first one's Katie Holmes. Second one's Maggie Gyllenhaal. Third one is Anne Hathaway playing Catwoman. I I liked Katie Holmes best as um. Batman's girlfriend, Rachel. Sarah. Rachel. 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 Yeah. But, uh, you know, I think that's that's based on personal preference than uh, acting skills, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I will say this. Like, yes, it was a little boring. Even Alonso said it. He just kind of watched the race. He was giving notes to stroll on the um, on the board, being like, hey, good job on turn one. <laughs> yeah, he was watching the giant screen. <laughs> I don't know what his deal is. He he's got I don't believe this niceness to Lance Stroll. There's something else at play here. Obviously, maybe he's trying to just impress his father or whatever, but he doesn't need to impress this or he's just being like cheeky, I don't know. Or they really do have like a father-son mentor mentor e relationship. And sure, but there's a piece of me that's skeptical of it all. I think it's in the contract to a degree. <laughs> he These... signed a piece of paper that says you have to like my son. <laughs> no, I think it's more just uh, you have to show you ha- you have to be willing to mentor my son. You know, give him five tips throughout <laughs> the season. There's a quota. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's a, a tip quota. That's funny. And then, you know, I think it's a quota. And then because I don't think I've noticed at all during this season or last season where there was any swapping of places where Stroll received the advantage. I, I think there there doesn't that it doesn't need to happen because um, Alonso's just been more dominant with the car. 
even he's qualified with, better every time, and there's been no point at which uh, Stroll had better pace and was next to Alonso where they would make the team order to swap. Right? There's only uh, there's also only been like five races, but Alonso's been getting 15 points every race um, this whole season. I, I think it's funny that Aston Martin, not really a manufacturer team, is doing better than Alpine, which is I which is an engine manufacturer. I, I consider a manufacturer team more of a team that makes their own sure. engine. As Mercedes. Well. Yeah. They're I mean, doing Mercedes, better than Mercedes. You can't go wrong. Merce- Even the Aston Martin road cars, I can't speak from personal experience, but they just I would be more interested in driving one with the Mercedes engine than the Ford owned Aston Martin era where they were still British cars, which means that they broke down all the time. Mm. Did you hear about that? There's like a new Mercedes car coming out that you have to have like a subscription to go faster or something. I saw it briefly on Twitter and I was like, what is going on? I heard that auto manufacturers are considering considering creating manufacturer uh, subscriptions, kind of like, so instead of, you know, buying, when you buy a new car, you could say, oh, I want this option. I want that option. Instead of doing that, they'll just put every option in the car and you'll pay a monthly fee if you decide that you want seat heaters or, uh, I don't know, something, something else. Yeah, the heated seats I heard uh, about that too, that you pay like $15 a month and you can have, it unlocks the ability for heated seats. But I, this feels like a slippery slope into just kind of like wage, like, uh, I don't want to say slavery, but like we're basically <laughs> slaves to these corporations. We have to keep paying a million subscriptions just to survive. Like we don't own anything anymore. Yeah. That's, we're going um, back to like serfs and stuff. <laughs> like, that's dukes a, of, you know what I mean? Like that serfdom. Yeah, that's exactly what's happening. I mean, you can't even buy DVDs anymore. You can't even, you you know, you can't own the videos. You just have, you know, what yeah. you had previously or unless... Uh, yeah, it's all subscription services now. There's a way to do it, though. I, I know some people who are uh, in the computer world and... Um, they know a way to when... First of when all, a, that sounds like a line from like a 1990s sci-fi movie. I know some people in the computer world. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Robocop. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's they figured out how to kind of create their own Netflix-like database of films that are released. Mm. So they're able to kind of download films that come out and it's on a server so they could just they have their own film library. Is it almost like torrenting? Somewhat, but it doesn't get saved onto your uh, internal or external hard drive. It goes to a server. But, but it's, then, it's the, then it's the same thing. Oh, I'm guessing the difference is like one is free and one is not. Like their server is free. Uh, or you see, that's no. It's like they they keep it between their their group of friends. It's it's like here's the password to this thing that I built with computer code. You know, just keep adding films to it and grow the library and it'll 
alphabetize it or you know organize it however you want you just type in and it gets the movie i i watch kung fu panda on it okay i don't do you pay for it or is it free no see i my i wasn't able to i tried to get access to it uh indefinitely but i wasn't able to convince uh the person who had access to it so the person that my question is the person that has access to it do they pay to join this like little commune of video ownership no. or is it free? Like does everyone just find like five buddies and they build this thing and it's free amongst the five buddies. It's, it's the latter there. It's free amongst the five buddies and they build it together. Okay. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I, I mean, mean, it's it, not it sounds way more complicated than just owning a DVD. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> It's. I wouldn't really call this ethical either, because I would still want to support the film production and pe- you know people. So they're not okay. So they're they're doing it with like torrented movies, something like that. Yeah, I don't know. I have to ask. Okay. So I here's to... what I'm I'm guessing is so it's like someone gets a bunch of torrented movies, they make a server, and they like a select amount of people have access to the server. That's that's what it sounds like in a nutshell, but I'm not sure if it's specifically torrenting. Then it's paid for. Then it's it's not stealing. Just like renting a movie is that that's exactly what renting a movie is. Like you go to a blockbuster in the '90s, you just pay two dollars or whatever you have the movie for three uh, for three or four days. Yeah, that's kind of like the digital version of that, and that's legal. Yeah, so I I, I suppose it's torrenting. <laughs> I I I'd never want to interview you after witnessing a crime. Be like, what did the man look like? Well, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I'm working so hard to get information out. Hi, everybody. Joe Leonardo here. And this is Andrew Berger. Along with being the hosts of Stateside F1, Andrew and I are audio engineers with thousands of hours of podcast experience. Between the both of us, we've worked with a wide variety of companies from Google to Discovery as editors, mixers, sound designers, and even social media managers. If it's a companion podcast for a TV show or just a hobby among friends, we can help you with your podcast. Feel free to reach out to us at statesidef1 at gmail.com. So back to Formula One, where honestly, oh, yeah. it podcast. felt as long as it takes to torrent a film. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. also, honestly, the split between Alonso and Perez, that was long. I know we yeah. made fun of, I think last race, it was Charles Leclerc. He was like 30 seconds behind uh, the Red Bull. I think it was Perez. Last race what? was Verstappen. Perez won. Verstappen was second. So who came in third? Leclerc? Yeah, so Leclerc behind Verstappen. It felt like an eternity. Yeah. And this Honestly, also... I didn't even write anything down, like time wise. I didn't normally I write down when there's a huge gap. I'm like, wow, you know, lap forty. Like look at, you know, X plus time between second and third and i feel like the red bulls are so dominant it's like yeah nobody needs to hear me say like 26 seconds it's it's every week now it's a different league 
This feels like a 2009 Formula One season where Braun GP was just so dominant and all the cars were just so like left in the dust due to the double diffuser um, that the double diffuser was outlawed. I'm curious if there's a part on the Red Bull car that has the potential to be outlawed for next year. Didn't Williams have the same thing in the 90s with their... Um... They had something. Yeah, that, that ended up getting outlawed. It was like, um, I forget what it was. It was some sort of like traction control thing. Yeah. That got outlawed because it was so dominant. Yeah, that, yeah. Isn't that amazing that 20 years ago, almost 30 now, Williams <laughs> was unstoppable? It's, I mean, how time changes everything. Yeah. Williams. Speaking, speaking of Williams. Um, yeah. Logan Sargent's weekend. Man. Yeah. Man, man, man. You would have thought for, like, so I watched um, uh, a lot of the pre-race stuff, and th- all of it was focused on Logan's face. Whenever they had the national anthem, we saw Logan. It was just, like, Logan's whole weekend. And where did he qualify? He was out. Oh, Q1, he was dead last. Yeah. Oof. And then for the race, he was dead last as well, right? Yeah, plus one. The whole lap. time, the whole time, yeah. They didn't I have mean, the pace. I wonder if he. Do you think he might get replaced midseason? No, he's too much of a PR uh, asset to Williams. I know there's whispers about it for Nick DeFries if he doesn't put up. Yeah, I saw Helmut Marco allegedly said to Nick DeVries, get ready to learn how to speak Chinese, man. No way. I I think. Uh, I'm telling you, Helmut Marco is a psychopath. Can I say something? We need these people to keep F1 entertaining. If like if we have more races like this that are boring, then all the entertainment comes from the drama, the the drama off the grid and uh, yeah. off the track. So problematic people make entertainment. It's been I that mean, way yeah. since the beginning of time. Reality Sadly. TV, man. Exactly. I think they should uh, work on the format of Drive to Survive or they should have an offshoot where it, uh, where it just gets really, just really dirty and really uncensored very a verte yeah i i mean they can only do as much as the teams want to show because these are little businesses they're all individual businesses so you know they they don't want to show them red bull part of their brand is being edgy so it makes sense that they have like uh edgy characters and they don't mind kind of being a little rough around the edges but like Mercedes and everything, and even Ferrari. Ferrari's so obsessed with their brand. That oh my it's, God. It's tough to be like, hey, let's do Drive to Survive, except uncensored. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, it shows even in the Nicky Lauda era of driving for Ferrari. In the film Rush, there's a scene where um, Nicky Lauda's testing the Ferrari, the 1976 car. And he gets out of the car and he says to his mechanic, this car drives like a pig. It's 
this is awful. And he's like, you can't say that. And he's like, why? And the mechanic has said, this is a Ferrari. You know, Ferraris are always amazing. Mm-hmm. And Nicky Loud is like, with all these amazing facilities, you still make a piece of crap. I mean, um, that's, that's, that's kind of happening right now, too. Oh, my God. It's so sad. Yeah, people are alluding that it's it's the team itself. It's not the driver. The team just doesn't know how to get out of their Ferrari ride-or-die mindset. What do you think about Fred Vassier? I think it's too soon to say. I think we need to see more changes. And it seemed like at first they were making some changes. Someone's actually leaving Ferrari to become... I think they're... I'm not sure what team they're going to, but I remember it was in the news a couple weeks ago. Someone's leaving Ferrari to go to another Formula One team. Hmm. Yeah. It's... uh. Is it to AlphaTauri? I think I read something similar. Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. Um, uh, all right, before we wrap up, I just wanted to bring up this. Hamilton out at Q2, worst mm-hmm. ever qualifying on U.S. soil. He's just yeah. got no fight in him. This guy's done. I, I don't see him. I don't see him pulling an Alonzo. I think if he wants to win another championship, he needs to go to another team. I don't see him. Well, A, he probably can't. Yeah. Because he signed away like his life and then like 10 years after he's dead to Mercedes. (laughs) I'm sure there's some contract where they have his soul. He's probably so upset, too, because he signed it just before, uh, you know, he was like, wow, this car is awful. Yeah, maybe they should put some side pods on that car or something. I know they need to just they need to just pull an Aston Martin. Yeah. Cuz if Hamilton had that car, he'd be he'd be on top. Yeah, and it it was more than just Hamilton though for qualifying at least because like Russell and Lewis both barely made it out of Q1. They did their times after it went to zero, just they had one lap left. And then they did the same thing for Q2, but Hamilton just couldn't get out of it. Like, I don't understand the strategy behind that. Neither do I. It's... They're losing their chutzpah. Chutzpah be gone. Thank you for listening to Stateside F1. Please like, comment, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your sweet, sweet podcast content follow us on instagram at stateside f1 and tiktok at stateside f1 podcast feel free to message us dm us memes comments questions suggestions etc we will respond and follow you back bye bye